Welcome to the RV Rental Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Maxson, and I'm thrilled to guide you through the journey of launching, growing, and managing a profitable RV rental business. Welcome to the RV Rental Secrets Podcast. Today, I have Rose and Glenn Willard from Reset Your Journey. Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here, Stacey. Thank you so much. So do you want to go ahead and tell me a little bit about yourselves and the audience? Sure thing. Rose, take it away. Well, we, like you said, we're Rose and Glenn of Reset Your Journey. And we were on the road for two years in our RV, traveling with our boys full time around the country. Absolutely loved it. Before that, we had a brick and mortar business of 20 plus years that was very successful. And we did eventually sell it to go RVing full time. And now we're kind of in a transition phase where we're trying to figure out our next entrepreneurial step, whether we buy a business, work for ourselves, find something else. Or go back to school and get a job and, and revisit corp. Wait, revisit corporate America? I've never worked for corporate America. In fact, I've never had a real job. So <laughs> Okay, so that'll be a big step for you. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah. Now, I saw that you recently sold your RV. Did you ever consider renting it out? Yes and <laughs> no. Mostly my concern with renting it was because it was a bumper pull travel trailer. And that comes with a skill set that I wasn't comfortable having others pull my trailer, Rose's trailer, and breaking something. So yeah. I guess I had an emotional attachment to it that I just was unwilling to sever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. I think that's what we find with most people that are renting their personal RV, they definitely have that emotional attachment. And, you know, even to the point where they're like, well, I don't want anyone sleeping in my bed. <laughs> so oh, I understand that statement, Stacey. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, if you're going to get into the RV rental business, you really need to separate yourself from the RV. Think of it as an asset and not, you know, your home away from home. So that's definitely... Right. You know, the mindset is the first thing probably people need to consider when getting into the RV rental business. You're right, Stacey. I did think of that. And and to remove it as an emotional attachment and turn it into an asset that generates an income, you know, when you've slept in it for two years and you watch your boys grow up and it was very difficult. So I think that was off the table to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's funny because we actually... When we first started, we had an RV that we had had for a couple of years and rented that out. And then we purchased um, a brand new 2020 Grand Design fifth wheel. And we're like, oh my God, like this is so perfect. Like, you know, we were the first owners. We're like, we're not renting this out. Like this is ours. And then I think like the first summer we had it, we just got super busy with rentals and it got to the point where we were like getting more and more reservation requests and we didn't have any RVs left. So we're like, well, our camper's sitting there and, you know, we're not using it. So we started renting it out. <laughs> but yeah, it just after you do it for a while, you definitely are, learn to separate yourself from it. And it's been on, I don't even know how many journeys. It actually went from New York to Yellowstone and back last summer. And, you know, it comes back in great condition and you just kind of you know, build up that tolerance, I think, of renting it out. I believe you there. And I know I'm capable of that. Okay. So yeah, so you sold your RV. Now what? Like what? I know you said you've done brick and mortar in the past. You know, how 
what have you learned from that? And, you know, how can that help you in the future? Well, that's where I think this episode comes in with, you know, mm-hmm. what we we perfected over 20 years before the internet was so pervasive and the customer service aspect of this, this high touch brick and mortar type business where, you know, when you're dealing with someone who's interested in renting an RV, how do you handle that person? How do you handle the leads that come in? And sort of, I'd like to to go over what we learned and what can be applied to everyone who rents RVs and who has a franchise with Fireside. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And I recently did a newsletter about customer service because I find that it's such a dying aspect of business, I think. I mean, I think everyone can relate no matter what store they go to or where they purchase something online. There's just no customer service. And yeah, there's just no feedback. No no one's trying to help you. It just feels like a struggle every time you buy something. Yeah, there's, there's that you're not face-to-face in person a lot much anymore. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I definitely- I agree. I mean, we're not here to complain about customer service, but no. I mean, when you watch the AI world, you and you sort of, I start learning into my love of digital and my nerd side for computers that <laughs> many of the, the customer service aspects of business are now completely automated and done by you know artificial intelligence. So you're not even speaking to a real person. Now, as far as I'm concerned, we're human and social beings. And when we have a concern, we want to talk to a real person. Right. So I think that removal from the current business structure in corporate America or corporate world, we'll call it, is sad and unsettling. But it's a great opportunity for smaller businesses like Fireside to take it a step further and be freaking awesome with their customer service, because that's what we did with Paradigm Fitness or old business Mm -hmm. is when everyone else complained about their other gym or their, you know, where they were getting physical therapy done, they raved about Paradigm Fitness because we took so much time to focus on customer service. That was like, you know, all these different pillars that you have set up in a business that was so important to me Mm -hmm. and the business ethics of it and never, never doing wrong by anyone was so important and man did it after 20 years the five-star reviews that came in on google which just they were books people didn't just write hey five stars they were books about mm-hmm. how well they were treated yet yeah, all started with with that lead when it first came in you know your response time you got back very quickly and that helped that helped a lot yeah you mentioned response yeah. time in your newsletter which yeah. i read it was a very good newsletter stacy so yeah. what we found was when a lead would come in with paradigm i would unless it was the middle of the night i would instantly reply to that lead between 10 minutes and an hour and that's yeah. tar- that's hard to do but by creating canned responses I would reply to that lead. Do you guys use any canned responses? Probably not as often as we should. I know there's different tools that can be used to kind of bookmark your responses and use shortcuts. I don't know. Did you guys use anything like that? I mean, this is 20. By the time I was doing this, it was around 2002. Mm -hmm. I started doing this where Gmail had this new feature. It was called canned response and it's still there. (laughs) And you could literally create a file with very specific responses. So I would read their question. 
or their interest in the business. And mm -hmm. it was always the same thing. Thank you so much for your response. And I would list in that canned response, I had three of them. One for someone who I thought was not a good lead. One who was eh, maybe a decent lead. And one who I, I definitely knew this was somebody who's a referral and they're, they're coming in no matter what. Mm -hmm. And I used one of those three one, canned responses. Literally, you, you basically click on it. You add their name to the top. And at the bottom, I'd always say, thank you so much, Greg, for your interest in, in Paradigm Fitness. Make it personal. Make it super personal. Yeah. Yeah. And man, they were like, wow, you got back to me so fast. No one does that anymore. And I mean, this was 2002. So yeah. Yeah. by filtering those leads and getting back them to them immediately, I've already won that battle as to whether yeah. they're going to come in or not. Yeah, that's a great point because like how we get our renters is through third party peer-to-peer -peer sites like Outdoorsy and RV Share. Right. So people are shopping multiple RVs at a time. So if you're not giving them an immediate response, they're already moving on to the next RV, you know? So definitely being responsive is going to get you somewhere. And then I know how you touched on having like the three different responses, whether it's a lead that you want to move forward with. And I don't think that's something that's talked a lot about in RV rentals, but, you know, just because someone's wanting to rent your RV, like you don't have to rent to them. Like you don't have, have to be desperate, you know, to get that rental because someone will come along that's a better fit that may be easier to work with. And you can, you know, leave the rental open for that person to come to you. Absolutely. You know this takes me back many years to when I was a child. My father was a, a contractor who built custom homes. And I always remember him saying when he would go to a Leeds house and discuss what they wanted built, he would say, I really didn't like working with them. They just weren't comfortable. I didn't think they were right. So I over the, you know, the proposal. Yeah. And that always sticks in my head. I'm like, okay, so, and that's why I put out there that this is how often you can expect to come to our facility this is how much you can expect to spend on each session this is how much you can expect to spend during the month this is how much work you're going to put into it so i put all of that out front and some people will be like woohoo that's that's not for me and boom they're gone i've just yeah. eliminated that time waster from my my personal agenda that day just being transparent mm -hmm. Yeah, being yeah. transparent, which we don't see too much anymore. I feel like no. a lot of corporations rope in the leads and then just massage and work those leads and are not as transparent as they should it's, be. And I mean, I know I've been guilty in that in the past where, you know, I work the lead, I get them to book the rental and, you know, deliver, set up the RV and they shouldn't be RVing to begin with. They had no interest in it. I don't, you know, someone talked them into doing it and they're usually the most difficult customers. No matter what you do for them, they're not going to be happy. So to just, you know, weed those out in the beginning, it's going to save everyone a lot of time, energy, and probably both parties are going to be happier not to work together. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But you know, it's hard to get that point across to someone who's very new as an entrepreneur yeah. or very new in the rental business because a lead is like, oh my God, we got a lead. We're going to, we're going to nail this one and, and get, you know, that that's a bad move. You know, yeah. you, the filter is very, very important. 
So you also mentioned in your newsletter about using their first name frequently, which mm -hmm. I mentioned earlier about when I reply, I make sure I use their first name twice. I don't use, you know, they can be a doctor of something and I don't say doctor, I say their first name. You know, we're, again, we're social beings. We love to hear our first name Yeah, and not enough people use it. So we always made it a point that when we communicated by phone, or in person, or by email, their name was used many, many times. So That's I imagine that when someone inquires, you guys do the same thing, yes? Yes. Um, and another thing I like to do is if they mention, you know, something about their trip, um, you know, if it's a special occasion or ah, yes. where they're going, you know, to try to give them, you know, tips of, you know, like, oh, they're staying at this campground. Well, did you consider getting site number, whatever, because that has a really good view or, you know, just giving them a little bit of extra information, you know, restaurants in the area, places to visit before they even ask for it. And it just gives, you know, another touch of customer service and goes beyond what they would expect. That's, I mean, you just, what you just said means that you listened. Yes. Yeah, your exactly. And there's not enough listening anymore. So that's another one of my points. And I literally wrote it on my, my yep. scrap paper here. Listen, 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 and yep. digest what they say before you respond. And then send back to them what they've said, because their perception is, wow, this person cares about me. They're listening. They're using my first name. Mm -hmm. They've got my best interest in mind. They're not just trying to sell me something. They're trying to solve a problem for me which is, is crucial for that, you know, stepping up to that five-star review. Yeah, exactly. And now I know you said, you know, how you've gotten so many five-star reviews through Google, you know, how, what systems did you use or what did you have in place to get those reviews coming in? Well, the next step was as soon as someone came in, like, okay, let's, this doesn't apply to the RV rental business. And maybe it does at some point. I knew that every single person coming in to do a free trial session with us, no matter what it was, it was always free, no strings attached. And I made okay. that very, very clear. So what I would do is I would tell my staff that, okay, we have a test or trial run coming in at 5 p.m. today. Let's say we everybody, this person's name is Bob. They're coming at five. We already know that they're scared to death because they have not trained like this ever before. They don't know what to expect. They probably didn't eat, so they're going to get lightheaded and we're going to have to treat them with apple juice anyway. So as soon as they walk in that door, we know that it's not one of our clients or patients. Right. So everyone turns around and is like, hey, Bob. And that person, you can see their face go from... Holy crap. <laughs> they know who I am. They yeah. expect me to come in here. It's like they cheers. Went, it's like cheers. Yeah. They went from going, I'm so scared. I'm going to pass out. I don't want to do this. This is my wife is making me do this. You know, and then they went, wow, you guys are cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they would that. come in. We would do that trial session. Yeah. When they finished, we would kick them out. I'm like, I know you might have some questions. You're not in a great state of mind right now. You go home and I'll follow up with you. And they were like, well, I'd, I'd like to book now. And, and you can, if someone's adamant, we'll let them do that. But otherwise I always sent them on their way. Mm -hmm. And within one hour, I, I would email them or text and say, how did it go? Did you feel comfortable with your trainer? Mm -hmm. Are you, know, are you feeling ill or is everything okay? And the response was always like, oh my God, you, you know, you're checking in on me. You actually care. Thank mm -hmm. you. 
And I can see that happening in the RV rental. If you rent someone something, you know, yeah. an hour into their trip, if they got a text from you saying, hey, is the RV functioning okay? You guys doing well? I know you're driving. Make sure your wife or your husband responds. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that is huge, huge to immediately touch base with them after they've had face contact with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is start that filter process down into that five-star review. And even like you had mentioned about someone new coming in, like I would say probably 70% of our renters are new to the RV world. So taking that time, telling them to, you know, a lot, an hour when they come to pick up the RV or when we deliver it and do an hour walkthrough with them, showing them how everything works, making sure that they feel comfortable and they can actually, you know, alleviate that stress and actually enjoy their vacation. Yeah, they, you know, that's something when to really focus on. It is. And when that person pulls up, do you immediately, when you see them walking up to the RV, do you immediately extend your hand and say, hi, Bob, and, or whatever the, the husband and wife or the kids, do you immediately say their name followed by, I'm Stacy, and yeah. yep. that's good. good. That's that's so important that mm -hmm. you call their name first. I know it sounds so small, but it really sets it up for that, you know, again, that five-star review. You've mm -hmm. already mm -hmm. won them over. Oh, so true. back to, you know. Getting back once, to her question about the, you know, how do we. How do we, how do we. For the review. For the next right. step. Yeah. So mm -hmm. now after I follow up within a one hour period, I follow up again the next day, just making sure you feel okay. You're not too sore. We never try to make people sore or, you know, your therapy is going great with your, your therapist. That's another. And that's when I hit them with, you know, would you like to move forward? If you would, I'll have your trainer reach out to you. And 90% of the time, I should actually say 95% of the time. Mm -hmm. Yes, I would like to move forward. And no contracts with us. <laughs> so I follow up with them the next day. That really helps. And yeah. then two to three weeks into their time training with us. Now, this doesn't really apply to the RV rental. Mm -hmm. it, maybe it does because you could follow up, you know, one week into their, their rental. If they've got it for a week, you could go halfway at the halfway point, just checking in, making sure everything is going well. Same thing I do. I did at Paradigm. Yeah. Just yeah. making sure everything is going great. Is there anything we can change? And I start to feel that client customer out to make sure. And if they are like, man, I love it here. This is my, this is my escape. This is where I come because you guys actually listen to me. You know, I love working with my trainer. They're pushing me just right. Or I'm my shoulders finally getting better. My, you know, the knee replacement post rehab that we're doing is fantastic. You know, that's when I say, Hey, would you guys mind giving us a review on Google? And I don't just ask for the review. I go on to our our Google site, you know, the, the Google business site for, mm -hmm. I click, leave a review. I copy that on the top and I email that directly to that customer and they get the link. They click on it. Like, Oh, this is easy. And they just start writing. Mm -hmm. And when I say books, they wrote books of how much <laughs> they absolutely loved it. That was great. That's In awesome. the entire 20 years, we got one four-star review, nothing below it. One four-star and wow, it was because the trainer was had come, you know, 40 minutes to drive for their session. The person had or canceled last minute, as in five minutes beforehand, and was told that they would have to pay for that session because the trainer drove in for them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was 
I had, I didn't know she had done that. The trainer, I would have been like, I'll pay you anyway. Let it go. Yeah. It's not worth it. I'll yeah. pay you anyway. Yeah. But they sent that out there and the person was very upset and left a four-star review because of that. And I was like, yeah. it's not worth it. It's, you know, That's that so small amount of money is not worth a negative review. There's been a lot of times in my business where, you know, people have had complaints because, you know, the driver got there late, you know, things happen. And unfortunately, it's stuff that is outside of our control. But yeah, I got to the point where it's like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, you're unhappy. Let me go ahead and refund you for that first night since you didn't get the the camper on time, or let me refund you the delivery fee. And it is so much easier to do that and make the customer happy than risk your reputation and put that on the line for something. Long run, it's not going to matter. That no. that hundred dollars or one fifty that you would have, you know, mm -hmm. total revenue for that night is not worth it. You just de-escalated a situation, mm -hmm. and I've said this through all of these years of being in business that the most important thing is the long-term value of a customer slash client is more important than that short-term income that you might make from upsetting mm -hmm. someone Yeah, to have repeat clients that fall in love with you and your business is so important. And the only way that's going to happen is if you actually put effort into this customer service aspect that we're talking about today. And, you know, after a few years of doing this at Paradigm, it was so second nature and so easy and so systemized for me that your perception as a client or patient, you thought that I was, I was alive for you. But for me, it took five minutes out of my day. You know, yeah. and that's, that's massive. And I think to your point too, like you had mentioned how that one trainer, you know, didn't necessarily make the decision that you did. I think as a business owner, we have to make sure that we are putting our employees in a position where they can also make those decisions, you know, so that they feel empowered to help the customer and they know if they offer a refund, it's going to be backed by the, you know, employer and the business owner. So that can really help round out the whole customer service experience. That's that's a good point, Stacy. Because you know, if you spend the time with your staff initially and saying, okay, if then, you know, if this happens to you, you you've got, you know, you make the decision. You know, I will mm -hmm. back you no matter what, yep. and make sure that you are paid and compensated. So, do what's best, and uh, by letting them know that up front, then I think things work out much better. Yeah, I think, you know, as a customer myself, you know, I hate hearing like, oh, well, let me speak to my manager, you know, and it just drags no, out no, the situation no. where if someone immediately can be like, oh, of course, let me do that for you. It just helps so much. Yeah, going back to the Google reviews, making it as easy as possible for the person. I definitely think we can do that in the RV rental industry you know, text them the link to the, the Google review so they can just click on it, do the review as easy as possible. So absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's great advice. Now I know previously we had talked about, you know, systems that could be implemented to help with customer service. What worked well with you guys in the past in your brick and mortar? Well, sort of that, that can response and, okay. you know, systemizing how our staff handled people. That may not sound like a system where I say, okay, everyone today, Bob's coming in at five o'clock. Everyone make sure you acknowledge Bob and 
you know, it, that doesn't sound like a system, but that yeah. is a system because the yeah. trainers always would come in and say, Hey, do we have any trials today? Just mm -hmm. so automatically it's systemized. They expect yeah. it. it became a rhythm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Having frameworks yes. in place yeah. that, you know, the employees and staff just know, right. you know, how to follow and, mm -hmm. and how to implement them. That makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, there weren't too many systems for the customer service. All the other systems were for mm -hmm. you know, bookkeeping and accounting okay. and, and yeah. you know, business operations. But the customer service, I mean, you know, just we just it. cared, you know, we, we <laughs> wanted to do the best for every person who came to us. And I can, you know, I would want to do the best for every single person who rented an RV from my franchise that you don't have to put too much effort into the systems. It just naturally happens when you care. Yeah, that makes sense. And yeah, spend all of your time automating things that aren't going to directly affect the customer and then take your time to personally give them that, you know, that personal touch. That was a killer summary. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> take the time to automate all the things that don't need attention, but put your attention toward the customer service. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think the quality of your product, you have control there. The biggest control where you have where you're going to get that review and have people coming back is your customer service. And you have 100% control of that situation. You do. Yeah, definitely. Right. Anything else that you feel would be important for our audience to know about customer service or business in general that you feel like would be helpful? The only other thing I would add to asking for a review mm -hmm. is, you know, get down and dirty and say, you know, is there anything that you experienced during this entire period that you didn't like and everyone's we get bombarded by you know surveys and this let us know how we're doing you know whatever that's that's so automated when the the actual person who rents them the rv calls them and with a follow-up say hey how's it going did you have a great time is there anything that we can improve on right, go from that customer perspective i learned so much from our clients right and yeah, yeah don't be afraid to do that what can you learn from that and you know everyone wants to know all the good stuff but yeah you never showed me where the the stinky slinky was stored on the rv you know, <laughs> i'm like that's and just be accountable yeah be yeah okay with it. you know what dude i am so sorry i screwed up just we're all be human. accountable exactly we're mm. all human yeah yeah and i you know i have seen that before where i've gotten feedback and it's something so simple that you can fix you know they were missing a coffee pot or, you know, just simple little things in their rental that it's like, oh yeah, if I had double checked that, you know, or now I know for next time to add that coffee pot in. So if you're not asking for that feedback, you know, every single person that rented that RV could be angry that they're missing a coffee pot. So, <laughs> you know, you really Absolutely. need that feedback so you can just correct the situation and move on with it. Now you can take that one step further and that person who rented for you, that one person who said, oh man, I really wish, you know, you guys forgot the coffee pot, we should mm -hmm. send them a freaking Starbucks gift card for 20 yeah. bucks with a note yeah. saying, I am so sorry I forgot that coffee pot, have one on me, you know? Yeah. And I love that. It's, it's such a small financial cost right. to create that longevity of that, that customer. Mm -hmm. And it's something they will talk about forever if you go the extra yes. mile. Yes, yes, go the extra mile. And you know, there is another aspect that I didn't cover. Okay, let's go back to filtering those leads. 
-hmm. the lead that you know is not going to rent an RV for you from you and you don't want to waste your time with them but maybe they have a really simple question and it takes three minutes on the phone for you I always made it a point knowing that this person was never coming into our facility to actually speak to them and answer their questions as thorough as I could, go with the first name, be kind to them, listen to them, usually didn't take much time at all. I can count in 20 years, maybe two or three times that that person ended up coming in as a client later on when it was right for them. Mm -hmm. But I can count on many hands how many times clients came in and said, oh, I spoke to Doug. He never came here, but he said you guys were so nice and answered the questions. So I wanted to come in and train with you. Like a yeah. landlord, you yeah. Know, and so just good things about you. If they're not exactly, if they're not the right fit, that doesn't mean they're not someone who's going to promote you. Right. So treat them with respect yep. and Keep give them positive. the answer they need. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And people are going to talk either way. So you know, right. as a business owner, do you want them to talk about the good thing that happened with your business or the horrible experience they had? You know. Yeah. So if people want to learn more about you guys, where can where can they find you online? Oh, well, you can go to resetyourjourney.com and you can send us an email, contact us there. Any other way? You can work with us. And then, yeah. of course, on the RV Entrepreneur podcast, you can listen to That's the right. delightful Rose and, you know, <laughs> she is a host there as well. Yeah, we, we interview all those entrepreneurs using their RVs as tools to travel and work remotely or start their own business. So, if you're interested in that or looking for that, jump on over to that podcast too. Perfect. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. Stacey, Thank it's you. been a pleasure. Thank pleasure. you.